Hello, queens, and welcome to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast. I'm your host, Janelle Renee, and we are redefining a woman's worth. That is absolutely what we're here for. That's what we do. So I just want to say, give you guys, all you guys, give yourself a round of applause if you have committed to redefining your worth. That is a big deal. The first step is to commit to yourself, right? We commit to so many things. We make commitments to be there for other people, to do this, to do that, to get this thing done, you know, to help this person with this over there. We make all these commitments. Oh, I'm going to lose weight. Oh, I'm going to diet. Oh, I'm going to start working out. Oh, I'm going to get up earlier. Oh, I'm going to read my Bible. Oh, I'm going to pray more. We make all of these commitments, right? But sometimes we fail to do something that is so important, and that is make a commitment to ourselves. So I just want to just give you guys some acknowledgement and I want to just say I appreciate y'all and y'all are just so amazing and I just want to let you guys know how how amazing and how much of a big deal that is and how much I'm proud of you. Like if no one has ever told you or have not told you in a long time that they are proud of you, I want you to know right now today, sis, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for waking up every day and having the strength to go on. I'm proud of you for not giving up. I'm proud of you for not throwing in the towel. I'm proud of you for not giving up on your dream. I'm proud of proud of you for not giving up on the best version of you. I'm proud of you. Even if you take it day by day, even if you take it moment by moment, even if you take it second by second, little steps still count. Even if it's your first time today, I am grateful. Congratulations. I celebrate you, sister, that you even chose today to be the day that maybe you're thinking about making the commitment. Even if it's just a thought in your mind, I want to celebrate you. I want you to know how amazing you are and just how proud of yourself you should be that you even have the the idea that you're even thinking about redefining your worth. And for those of us who are trying to walk that out and we don't really have a blueprint on what that's supposed to look like, we don't have a particular strategy, maybe we've never seen nobody else do it before, maybe we think that our situation is so bad or it's so difficult or it's too complicated or we're too disqualified or it's too messy, it's too dirty, it's too nasty, that maybe we just can't do it. Maybe that's reserved for the people who's who's background or whose history, whose past ain't as tainted as mine. I just want to tell you that that's a lie and you are worthy. No matter what. I don't care what you did last night. I don't care what you did this morning. And I certainly don't care about what you did two seconds ago because you're still worthy. You're still worthy, right? So I just want to celebrate all my sisters who are on their journey, who are thinking about getting on the journey, who are just starting the journey. Yo, y'all, that is something to celebrate. And I want us to be intentional. This just came to my mind. Um, To celebrate the small wins, right? To celebrate the milestones. To celebrate if you go a day without having self-destructive thoughts. If you go a day without having self-sabotaging thoughts. If you go a day without talking negative to yourself, celebrate that. If you go a week. If you, if you finally recognize your worth and your value and you leave that situation, you leave that relationship, you leave that job, you leave that place, that position, that thing, that person that's not valuing you, that's undervaluing you, that is, that, that is taking you for granted, that's mistreating you, celebrate that win. <laughs> if you just start loving yourself, if you look in the mirror and you tell yourself you're beautiful, you say, oh, I'm, I'm the bomb, I'm beautiful. 
wow, I love everything about me. I love my face. I love my nose. I love my eyes. I love my lips. I love the, the contour of my face. I love my skin, my complexion. If you look in the mirror and you can truly look at yourself and tell yourself that you're beautiful and you mean it, celebrate that. Because some for some of us, that was an insurmountable task. For some of us, that was the impossible. That was the, the place we thought we would never be. Yeah, to some it may sound so simple like, what? You don't think you're beautiful? What? You, you, you stay in situations where someone's deliberately mistreating you or taking advantage of you or disregarding you or abusing you? What? You know, if you constantly having self-destructive thoughts that you always tell yourself, you know, that you're not good enough, that you can't, you're not qualified enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not skinny enough, you're not fat enough, your hair ain't long enough, you ain't, you know, whatever it is. Or if you tell yourself you can't do it because you're stupid, if you tell yourself you're dumb, and you tell yourself you know one's going to love you, you tell yourself, whatever these self-destructive thoughts are that we put on replay in our mind see a lot of times it's so easy to get caught up in that because we don't necessarily say it on the outside so people don't hear us say it because normally if you say something like that people be like girl you tripping you the bomb and they go begin to affirm you but see it's one thing when you say it out loud and someone can try to counteract that and kind of speak truth but it's a whole nother thing when the only person who hear it is you so now you don't have nothing to come against it, right? So you believe it. So you 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 replay it. You rehearse it to yourself. So when you finally get to a place where you don't do that, oh, honey, that's that's a big deal. Like that that is something to be celebrated. That's something that you should really look at yourself and just really you should feel great and good that that is something that you are able to do because sometimes that is the very thing that is the hardest to do is to stop telling ourselves that we're not worthy, that we're not valuable, that we're always going to be, you know, um, a single mother. We're always going to be single. No man is going to love us. We're never going to be successful. We're always going to be poor. We're always going to be in poverty. We're always going to have problems. You know, our life never going to change. You know, nothing good ever happens for me. All of these things that we say that we rehearse and we repeat, not knowing that our words are seeds. So when we continue to release these seeds out, the, they get planted out here into the universe, to the atmosphere, right? And they have to produce a harvest. Like there's not a farmer who goes out and plants seed. And then when he, when harvest time come, he go out and he know he planted corn seed, but he expected to be, you know, um, like some apples, you know, he expected to be a harvest of apples. Like, no, whatever seed you plant out there, that's what you going to get. So we got to be intentional with our words because the Bible tell us that out of our mouth is life and death. Like life and death lies in the power of the tongue and we eat the fruit thereof. What does that mean? So that means, Again, the words are seeds. So once the seed go out there, it's planted. And so once it's planted, it's going to bring us back some fruit and we got to eat it. So whatever seed you're sending, that's the fruit you eat. So if you tell yourself you're never going to make it, you're never going to get out this situation, you're never going to get out of debt, you're never going to get out this relationship, you're never going to leave this job, you're never going to get, you know, whatever. Then that's what, that's the seed you're sowing. That's the fruit you eat. Right. So when you begin to change your language about yourself and you don't just say it, but you believe it. Oh, honey, you the bomb dot com. And if you don't celebrate you, I'm going to celebrate you because, girl, I know how big of a win that is. 
I know how victorious you are because I've been there. I know what it's like to have negative and self-sabotaging thoughts and that I disqualify myself. People don't disqualify me. A lot of times I disqualify myself because I think I'm not good enough because I thought I wasn't worthy because I didn't think I was, you know, smart enough or charismatic enough or, you know, whatever enough. Right. And so I would disqualify myself. And I had to learn to change that broken mindset, right? And to not continue to speak things that are not true. Even if it's the reality, even if it's what you see, right? The Bible tells us we walk by faith and not by sight. So sometimes you can't even really, you know, feed too much in what you see because again, circumstances can change. You have to be, um, you have to be very positive. You have to have a resolve, right? That what you believe is true you know like i i do bible study with my sons and in last bible study you know we were talking about um faith and belief and just really what that looks like and how that works um because the bible tells us in hebrews um 11 that um without faith it's impossible to to please god well, what is faith, right? We know Hebrews 1, 11, 1 is faith is the substance of things hoped for and it's the evidence of things not seen. But what does that mean? So what does that look like? Well, it looks like at the end of the day, we live in the 21st century. We ain't seen Jesus walk on the earth. Like, I'm, I don't know about y'all, but I'm, I ain't never seen him in the flesh. You know what I mean? I ain't seen him. I wasn't like the disciples. Like, I read in the Bible and people actually were able to physically see Jesus. So they had a different level of faith because they were able to see. So it's one thing to, to have faith in something because you see it. Like, I'm sitting in a chair right now. I got faith that this chair is going to hold me because I've seen it do it time and time again. So... I have faith in something that I'm familiar with because I've seen it. So they have faith not, and it still had to be built up because it was hard for them to comprehend for him to say, oh, I'm the son of God, right? Or I'm the Messiah whom um, the scriptures have, have prophesied about. But once they seen because of the signs, the miracles and the wonders that he performed, that built their faith. And so they believe because they see. But it's a whole nother level when you believe something that you don't see. Like, I ain't seen Jesus walking around, healing people, laying hands, you know, dead, raising up, doing all. I ain't seen it. I read about it, but I haven't physically saw it. But yet and still, I believe that the Bible and what the Bible say is true. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and that he came down in the form of man, fully God, fully deity. And he was crucified and he rose again on the third day. I believe that I'm saved by grace through faith because it is the grace of God by the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. He was the propitiation. He's the sin offering. So we didn't have to go and buy, buy or offer up, you know, animals and oxen and donkeys and you know sheep and lambs and all of these things that they had to do in the new testament we don't have to go do that and then go to the priest to offer up a sacrifice on our behalf to cleanse and atone our sins we don't have to do that jesus paid for it all it was one and done he became the the final atonement he became the sacrifice he was without splatter blemish he was without sin and he chose to lay down his life so that we wouldn't have to that's what I believe. But did I ever see that? Absolutely not. But my faith is in the belief that I know this is true. And I believe it to be true. So sometimes maybe we don't see it yet. Maybe you ain't seen the best version of you yet. 
Maybe you ain't seen it turn around for you yet. Maybe you ain't seen physically yourself out of that situation or relationship. Maybe you ain't seen yourself, you know, on the other side, but you still got to believe that it's possible. Because everything starts here in our mind. Our mind and our heart, they're in sync. And our heart is the epicenter, but our mind is the nucleus, right? Everything is coming from the mind. The thoughts, the words, you know, the, the, the phrases, the experiences, you know, you know, everything is all culminating in our mind. You know, so everything like see go in our mind. So thoughts and experiences and exposures and all of these things, they happen. And then we start processing them in our mind mind whether it's good or bad it could be a good experience it could be a bad experience it can be a, a, a rejoicing joyful experience it could be a traumatic experience but begin to, our mind begins to try to process break it down spiritual through it figure out what to do with it and then our body decides how it's going to respond right and then our heart begins to say well let me begin to operate according to the what i have processed and how my body how the body responds so allow me to operate right so now we have to understand that the reason why a lot of times you don't see a manifestation of your healed version or yourself out of the situation or a for it to turn around for you is because you don't believe it really can happen you have to you have to see it in your mind first like you have to believe it first you have to believe that you really are worthy like you can't listen to this podcast and listen to whatever other podcast and listen and go to this conference and this convention. You can't read this self-help book. You can't read this book on esteem or how to change your mindset. You can't go to this, this or that. If you really don't believe that it's possible for you, it's like you're wasting your time. You're wasting your money, your energy, because no matter how much you put in, if you don't actually believe that it's true, you won't see it. So for me, I'm like understanding that everything starts in the mind. This is why as a coach, I offer um, my coaching services is really a lot of it is centered around how to um, change the mindset, right? And how to reprogram your mind. Because I understand that a lot of what needs to take place in the soul, which is the mind, the will, and the emotions as a unit, the mind is like the first place you need to address. And sometimes the what's going on in the mind is what's in the heart, right? You believe in your mind that you're damaged goods. So in your heart, you begin to act and you begin to do and your and your habits and your movements, right? Is all responding to that belief in your mind. You believe in your heart that you're damaged goods. So then you don't even, you, you settle for less. You accept whatever. You do whatever it takes to get some attention. You, you, you find ways to try to compensate or to satisfy that need to feel love, that desire to feel love. But then if you was to get anything close to love, you're going to sabotage it because in reality, you don't believe that you ever going to be loved because you think you damaged good. So it's like this cycle that you be in and you're, and maybe you're ready to, want to get out the cycle but yet and still you don't recognize that if i want to break the cycle i gotta first deal with what's, what's in my mind what do i think about what do i meditate on what do i believe right so what do you believe about yourself so if you've been able to change what you believe about yourself listen that's a game changer <laughs> that's a life changer sis 
if you be if you really believe that you as bi- <laughs> as bomb as you is, that you as beautiful as you as talented as creative, as amazing as intelligent as brilliant as innovative, that you are, honey. <laughs> listen, you that you it you got it. Like everything's gonna fall into place. Like your whole life is gonna change because you're gonna recognize. Wait a minute, I am worthy. You gonna you gonna not take any just any opportunity that comes along, even for a job. Like it's things that I turn down, and it could be a great opportunity. It can be the best opportunity. It could be a great uh you know like a great partnership it could be you know a lot of money but at the end of the day if I really am very secure and confident in who I am my worth my identity my purpose if I am very clear if I have a clear vision of where I'm going where God is taking me where he's leading me I don't get sidetracked even by quote-unquote good opportunities when you know who you are, when you know your worth, you know you don't got to take any opportunity no matter how good it is. If it's not the one you want, you establish. Ooh, that's good. You get to establish what you're willing to talk, what you're willing to take, what you're willing to deal with. You get to set the parameters about by about by saying what you're willing to deal with, what you're willing not to deal with versus when you're in a place where you just don't believe in yourself, you don't see your worth, your value. You don't think that, you know, um, you have low self-esteem. You don't think that you are creative or uh, smart or intelligent or amazing. And you know, whatever, all the things that you are, when you don't believe that you tend to just settle for whatever. You know, it could be it could be a good opportunity. It could be an okay opportunity. It could just be a downright, just terrible opportunity. But you take it because somewhere in your mind, you tell you yourself, "Oh, I need to take this because I may not get nothing else, or this is probably all I deserve, or this is probably all I can get." So I might as well just take that, even though I'm working crazy hours, even though I'm not making no money, even though I'm living paycheck. To, matter of fact, I'm not even living paycheck to paycheck. So I don't even make it to next paycheck because I have to go to Rob Peter to pay Paul. I gotta go to the you know to the title loan place. I got to go to the payday loan place. I got to get loans. You know, I got to, you know, try to figure out how to, you know, sell some food stamps or, you know, I got to do something in between this two week period just to survive because I can't even make it from check to check. You know, that's the opportunity and that's what you live in, but you don't see yourself out of it because you don't believe you deserve more. So you stay stuck. Like that's bondage. So I say to all my sisters who's been able to start redefining their worth, who's been able to take baby steps, sis, I celebrate you. You should set, you should give yourself a round of applause right now. You should go and treat yourself to something. Treat yourself to getting your feet done. Treat yourself to getting your hair done. Treat yourself out to a nice dinner. Buy yourself some flowers. Whatever that thing is for you that you like, that shower yourself with love, even especially if you're single. Let me talk to my single sisters for a moment. If you're single, don't feel bad about being single. Listen, you should be the you should be maximizing that time because when you're single, you really got more time to focus on really a, redefining your worth. You got more time to focus on discovering your identity, identifying your purpose, begin to walk walk that out to make a plan to, to get a strategy and how to accomplish goals or how to start a business or side hustle or you know go to the next level in your career or finish that degree or whatever that thing is whatever that path may be to lead you to that purpose right to live your most 
fulfilled self, you can kind of focus solely on that, right? Because you don't have to be pulled in this direction by a spouse. You don't have to be pulled in this direction by some kids. And even if you're single with kids, it can be difficult, but it's doable because you're able to still set the standard, the tone. You're able to create your schedule to say, okay, the kids go to school during this time. I work at this time. Maybe I got to stay up later at night, get up earlier in the morning to focus on these other areas, right? But then when you, you, you add a spouse in the mix, you know, because as a woman of God, I believe that again, you know, my husband is, is a, is, is God, Jesus, my husband, me, and then everything else, you know, it's like then being a wife, you know, having a husband and me having to be in position to be what he needs me to be as his wife takes precedence, right? So right now, yes, do I want to be married, girl? Absolutely. <laughs> but right now, while I'm not married, this is my time to grind. You know what I mean? Like this is my time to build because I got the, I have the time, you know, I'm able to do it because I'm not in a relationship and I don't have that extra responsibility. So I'm going to tell you right now, I just made a, a commitment that I'm just about to do things for me. Like even with me, like I was, I'm going to go out. I'm going to take, go to nice places. I'm going to go to nice restaurants. If I want to go to an event, if I want to go to a show, if I want to go to a concert, if I want to go wherever, I'm going to do that. Like if I want to buy myself some flowers, I'm going to do that. If I want to go buy myself some jewelry, I'm going to do that. I'm not going to wait on a relationship or no man to do those things for me because I value me. I know my worth. I understand that I'm, I am all, I am everything. Like I know that I'm the only me. There is no other me. And I understand that God created me uniquely me. And I don't have to apologize or be afraid or ashamed or need somebody else to validate my, um, my self perception. Right. I already know, like, listen, I, I can go and I can have me a good time all by myself because I keep myself good company. Okay. So I, I'm like, this is what I'm going to do for me. I want to be intentional about celebrating myself, celebrating those small milestones, celebrating my small wins, celebrating when I overcome, you know, um, stop procrastinating, okay? Because <laughs> I do struggle with that. Or, you know, stop, um, you know, if I stop struggling with, you know, being, going back and forth in my mind about, you know, if, I, if I'm qualified for this or if I'm capable of this or who's gonna, you know, listen to me or should I, or, you know, all these things that I deal with. Once I get to a place where I overcome that, it's time for me to go celebrate that. Why? Because that was some bondage I had been in for so long and now I'm free. And now I'm free. So I want to celebrate my small wins and I encourage you to do the same. Whatever that thing is, just go take some me time, some like go to your quiet place, journal, write, whatever that looks like for you. But be intentional to love on you. Be intentional, be intentional to pursue yourself. Be intentional to date yourself. Be intentional to, to give yourself gifts, you know, right? Because at the end of the day, if you don't value you, you can't expect nobody else to. And if you think that you're just going to keep waiting on Prince Charming to come and do all these things, honey, you might be waiting for a long time. And who knows? I, I don't know the will of God for your life. But at the end of the day, who's to say he coming? So don't keep putting off for tomorrow what you can do today. You you can celebrate yourself today. You can be in love with you right now. You can put you first now. You know, you you can be you can say to yourself, 
you know, twice a month, I'm going to take myself out and I'm going to go do something or just commit to getting out of your comfort zone, you know, commit to doing something new, whatever that thing is that can bring, continue to add value to you, continue to, you know, um, help you along this journey to walk out your healing and wholeness, whatever that thing is that can continue to, um, help your mind to, to begin to accept and believe, you know, um, the things that you have been working towards, like whatever that is to feel the, to know that you are loved, right? You don't have to wait for somebody else to do that. You can do that. And I encourage you to do that. And I know I came out the gate, you know, (laughs) and it just kind of went in and I wasn't expecting to do that. But today's episode is called small cuts, deep wounds. Um, and I don't know, I may not talk about that a lot because I just feel like really just being, um, continuing to, to magnify the fact of celebrating ourselves and celebrating those wins and celebrating every time we achieve a goal, especially when it comes to our healing process, that that's not something to take lightly. That's not something to overlook. It's not something to downplay. It is something to celebrate. It is something to, you know, post on social media. It's something to, you know, tell the world. It's something to, to be proud of. You know, it is something definitely to rejoice about because it is a, it, I'm telling you for a lot of us, it, it was looking like something we could never do. And I never want you to take it for granted because not being stuck in a place of darkness, not being stuck in a place, you know, of toxicity or you know in in trauma you know in in negative cycles and patterns like that that that's such a liberating amazing thing so many of us have not lived it some of so people some people die and they're in the grave right now and they've never come out that's how real it is like i heard a a saying somebody say do you know the richest place in where the what the richest place in the world is And they said it's the graveyard because so many people die never knowing their purpose, never knowing their identity, never breaking out of, you know, the toxic and and mental cycles, never breaking out of, you know, poverty, never breaking out of, you know, have been overtaken by that, you know, the effects of the trauma, the abuse or the rejection. They stayed in these toxic mental cycles and toxic physical cycles and they never was able to get out. They were never able to get free and they died in that state and so they like the the richest place in the world is the graveyard and i'm like oh jesus i ain't trying to be rich there okay i need to be rich right here on this earth um i need to experience heaven on earth but it's like why die full of potential right what is what what good is it to have potential if it's never realized everybody has potential but don't everybody everybody don't realize it and everybody don't actualize it and I, I just decided I wanted to be one of those people that actually actualize it, that do something with it, that walk it out and that, you know, do all the things that I believe that I am was created to do, that God led me to do, that God has purposed me to do and to do it to the best of my ability. Right. And to do it in excellence. Like I want to I want to leave the earth empty. Like I don't want to have no more potential left. No more purpose in me. No more assignments in me. I want to be done done all that I was supposed to do so I could just be at peace and I could be at rest knowing that I lived a very fulfilled, intentional life. 
So that's what redefining our worth is about. It's about really be beginning to go on the journey to redefine who you are, to not be defined by your past or mistakes, not be defined by sex, not be dis- de- defined by a relationship, not be de- being defined by your credentials, not being defined by your status, your social economical status, not being defined by, you know, your abuse or your history or any of the things that really don't define you, but being defined by who you are regardless, right? Who you are at the core, the just identifying the great and amazing things about you, the things you may not even realize, how just how kind you are, how compassionate, you know, some people just not kind. Like that sounds simple, but it's, it's people who just mean, mean as they want to be. You know, having having a gift of kindness, that's a gift. Being compassionate, being loving is a gift. Being patient, being long-suffering, those are gifts, right? Maybe you're talented. Maybe you can draw. Maybe you can sing. You know, maybe you can write poetry. Maybe you're an author. Maybe you write books. Maybe you write blogs. Maybe you're a speaker, right? Maybe, you know, you are an encourager. Maybe you have, you know, just whatever it is about you that sometimes we just overlook because we're so focused on the negative that we don't get to see the positive. We don't get to see what some other people see when they look at us and they see how amazing we are. You know, it's so many times somebody told me like, Oh, girl, you was, you know, girl, you so talented or you so creative or, you know, like you, you, you just, you're so good um, with words. You're so wise. You're so intelligent. Like, girl, like you, you, you be knowing that word, that scripture, or you're so encouraging and like you have such a testimony and you, you know, that you have just, you know, they just say these things. And for a long time, I just kind of was like, "Mm, I don't see it. I don't see it. Because I was so focused on all of the things that was wrong, how I had been abused, how I had been for, forgotten about, how I had been, you know, just literally left just to the side, rejected, abandoned, how I've been, you know, in bad toxic relationship after bad toxic relationship, you know, how I have struggled, you know, with my sexuality, how I have struggled with promiscuity, how I have struggled, you know, with poverty, how I have struggled with consistency, how I've struggled, you know, with just, just so many things that I couldn't see anything else. All I could see was the negative. And sometimes what happens is we get a small cut. Like, and, and it, but really what made me title this episode this is because I was like cleaning up or something a couple of days ago and I'm still not sure what happened, but I got some kind of little cut on the side of my index finger. And I'm just like, whoa. And what made me notice it is because it was hurting. And I'm just looking at it like, where did this even come from? How did this even happen? Like, I have no memory of cutting myself. I don't know what I could have cut myself on. I just don't know. But it started hurting so bad. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. This is a little cut. But it was causing me a lot of pain. And I got a revelation. And I was like, ooh, sometimes we get a small cut. Sometimes we we get fired from that job. You know, that might be a small cut. Sometimes that relationship relationship in, that's a small cut. Sometimes we don't, you know, get the uh, affection from our parents or the love or the validation. Or maybe one of our parents were just absent and not present. Or, you know, maybe, you know, we get pregnant and that child's father leave. Or, you know, maybe we apply for the job and we don't get it. Maybe we, you know, go apply for school and we don't get it. You know, whatever 
whatever it could be, right? Sometimes it's a small cut. It don't always have to be something traumatic, right? You don't always have to go through something like just horribly traumatic for it to still be a deep wound. So I was like, oh my gosh. And see, then I got another revelation because so I put a band-aid on it. Cause I'm like, okay, um, you know, it's a cut. It's 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 an opening, you know, right? So that means bacteria, you know, because it's on my finger, you know, touching things, all that stuff. So I'm like, well, let me make sure I, I put a band-aid on it because I want to cover it because I want to keep, you know, um, I want to keep dirt and um germs from getting in it, right? So I put a band-aid on. And then the next morning, my finger was throbbing. The cut was hurting worse. My finger was looking swollen. I was like, okay, now wait a minute. This is a tiny cut. Like, it's so tiny. It's tiny. It's like a little paper cut. It's tiny. It's just open just a tad bit, but it's a tiny cut, right? I'm like, it should not be causing me this pain. It should not be causing my finger to go through all these changes. Like, what is wrong? I don't understand. I'm getting nervous. I'm like, wait a minute. It's already infected. You know, do I need to go to the doctor? Like, I'm tripping because I'm like, why? How? This don't make no type of sense. This is really not even nothing that deep, right? Maybe you lose that friendship. Maybe your best friend, your girl for since you was kids or your girl, y'all been girls for 10 years, maybe y'all fall out. You know, maybe she betray you. You know, sometimes that's a little cut. That could be a major cut. But, you know, maybe it's just something that's not deeply um, just traumatic. Like my finger ain't, you know, I, it's not a cut where I need stitches. It's not a cut where, you know, I need to go to the hospital or anything about it. It's just really a small little, a little tiny cut, right? However, it was causing me an immense amount of pain. And I'm like, yo, what is this? I don't understand. And um, I kept looking at the band-aids. I'm like, what is happening? Like, it's, what, 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 what is causing all this pain and all these changes? What is causing this swelling? What is causing it to start turning like darker, uh, like a dark pink color? What is causing it to like be throbbing and aching so much like it was? So finally, I, after just kind of looking at it and studying it and just trying to figure that out, I just looked at it and I said, maybe I got the band-aid too tight. Ooh. <laughs> Sometimes the very thing that we we try to um, tend to the wound with is something that maybe we put on, we do it and it may be too tight, right? And what happens is it causes more pain. Mm, that's so good. I hope y'all caught that. So the very thing that we use to try to heal the wound or to protect the wound, sometimes that thing can be too tight. Sometimes it's not a good fit. Some, some Maybe we didn't know how to utilize it properly. Or maybe we're using the wrong thing. And so then it, it, it can start causing more damage. Right? So I was like, wow, that is so interesting. How many of us maybe had something happen to us and we'd be like, oh, that's... Like, nah, that wasn't, it. I'm cool. Like, it wasn't all that. We wasn't all that anyway. It wasn't that deep anyway, you know? Like, I ain't care anyway, you know? I, like, I'm, I'm cool. It don't face me. I'm Gucci, you know? Like, all of these things that we say, because we're like, you know, it's it's not that big of a deal, right? And we do that. And, over, and if you've experienced a lot of situations like that, even from childhood, you begin to kind of have this 
learned behavior and this and this this whole mechanism where you just kind of avoid it with your feelings and you don't acknowledge anything and you just kind of like very numb right and you're like oh i'm cool and like i ain't expect that i ain't expected to go right anyway and i you know i expected them to do like that's why i wasn't you know we say things like that but for real for real, that thing do hurt but because it's a small wound because it's a small cut we don't take the time to really tend to it like what it needs. So what I did need, I needed to clean the wound, right? So I have got some peroxide and I have put some peroxide on a cotton ball and I cleaned it. And I should have put some Neosporin on it. That's what I didn't do. So sometimes we skip something, right? Sometimes there is a next step in our healing process in our healing of a wound and maybe we don't think it's necessary because i figured once i cleaned it with the peroxide it's a small cut i could just put a band-aid on it it's gonna be cool but maybe i need to put some some neosporin on it to aid in the healing process maybe we need something to aid in our healing process more right and then i should have put the band-aid on but i should have made sure i didn't put it on too tight because what i now what i have started to experience was the very thing that was supposed to protect my wound was now squeezing my wound it was starting to cause me more pain and then it was starting to cause change cause changes and sometimes we go through things and we compartmentalize or we push it under the rug and we pretend like it didn't really affect affect us and it wasn't all that bad or we don't care and we cool and so then we don't even tend to it at all or we tend to it improperly but then it starts changing us just like my finger start changing like my finger had got swollen y'all i was i think i was like wait cutting off the circulation the bed it was too tight uh and then it started turning like a darker pink and i'm like yo this ain't looking right but it was all because i was i had not uh, i was using the thing that was supposed to help bring healing and to protect the wound i was using it improperly so sometimes even something that may even be um to help us maybe it has that intent maybe that's the um purpose of it right but maybe we don't really know how to use it so maybe we go and do something like get out of one bad relationship and go to the next because we're trying to heal the wound from the last relationship we're trying to fill the void of feeling rejected and unworthy and so we get into something else that we think is going to bring healing or we think is going to make us feel better right Sometimes we do that. So, but instead of getting into another relationship, maybe we need to go and we need to seek, um, deal with ourselves and get in a relationship with ourselves to understand what happened in that last relationship. How did I get here? You know, is this a pattern? What were my last few relationships like? Is my am I seeing a commonality? Right? Is it something I need to address in me? Why am I attracting this kind of guy? Maybe I need to get some counseling to, to help me unpack it or go to some coaching to help assist me into identifying these these root things that I need to pull up. So now I can after having a successful, healthy, fruitful relationship with myself, then I can go have a healthy relationship with someone else. But a lot of times we just like, we, so having a relationship is good or even having good friendships, right? Even these platonic relationships, right? And as and, and long as they're healthy and they're fruitful, that you can begin to operate in a healthy relationship. So having a relationship is a good thing, but it's the type of relationship. 
right? It's the expectation of the relationship that where we go wrong. So a lot of times we we may use something or we have the I the, we have the right idea, but but we're utilizing it in the wrong context. So I had the right idea. I had a band-aid, I had the right idea, but I was using it improperly. I had to use it in the wrong context. So I made it too tight. So sometimes we do that and then, or sometimes we just don't acknowledge it at all. Cause sometimes, you know, you get a little small cut and you're like, oh, it's just a paper cut. I don't need to do nothing. But what we don't recognize is anytime we have a opening in our skin, our skin, you know, is the biggest organ we have. And it's sole prop purpose is to protect, right? It is to protect and to cover. And it's supposed to, it's, it's to keep, uh, you know, germs and invaders and, and anything that can come in and compromise or harm our bodies out, right? So it's a defense. So anytime that there is a compromise in your in your wall, in your defense mechanism, that begins to make an opening for invaders to come in. That makes an opening for germs to come in. That makes an opening for bacteria to come in. So now we're open and we're susceptible for contamination. And then over time, once all of these invaders come in and they start attacking your blood and your cells and all this stuff, next thing you know, you start feeling sick. So some of us walking around sick, we have a sick heart, we have a sick mind, we have a sick soul because we have had allowed a lot of contaminants to come in because we have these small cuts that we don't address because A, we don't know how to address them, B, we may not know what they are, or C, we just keep trying to self-medicate or use things in the improper way. And so now we can't figure out why we can't seem to get it right or why we can't seem to get and have a good relationship or meet the right man or, you know, get the right opportunity or whatever it could be. It's not just relationship, but that's just kind of, you know, I think uh, something that's very clear and relatable to a lot of us. So um, you just don't know why, but it's that the small wounds, the small cuts can give you deep wounds. And if you don't address it properly, it can lead to a bigger issue. So I just really wanted to say, sis, it don't matter if it's if maybe it was a long time ago. It don't matter. It don't matter, you know, if it was, you know, you it was something that other people would be like, that shouldn't bother you, or you know, you tripping, or it don't whatever the thing is that cuts you, sis. First of all, let me say this: we are all different. We are all different. So what may cut me may not cut you and vice versa, right? But I don't get to tell you that you shouldn't be cut out from your situation because I'm not you. So we got, first of all, we got to stop allowing people opinions to dictate our lives. Like who cares what people think? If you're dealing with something and, and even you feel like it, it shouldn't be affecting you like that, but it is, that's okay. But now you gotta you gotta address it. You gotta address the wound. You gotta identify it, and you gotta begin to find what is now. Now, what is the proper first aid for this type of wound? Like I said, for this small cut, I, I should have cleaned it off with the peroxide, applied Neosporin, and put the Band-Aid on, and made sure the Band-Aid wasn't too tight. I messed it all up. I didn't put on Neosporin, which would have would have been another barrier protection. Also would have helped with the pain because the Neosporin has um, an analgesic in it to, to help with um, the reduced pain. And then it would have um, helped aid in the healing process. But I didn't put none on. Then 
I could have put the Band-Aid on and I could have applied the Band-Aid properly. I didn't. So I woke up the very next morning and I had more problems than I had the night before from the same wound. So it's like, just because the wound is small or just because it ain't life-threatening, life-changing, just because it's not traumatic, just like, just because it's not, you know, some type of, you know, just like abuse or something that is just very extreme does not mean it don't hurt. That don't mean that. Maybe you've been single for a long time. That could be your small wound. It's okay. Can't nobody tell you that shouldn't hurt. Maybe you want kids and you can't have kids. That's that's a deep one. That's that's a huge one. But maybe somebody else will say, "Oh, well, you can adopt." That you sh- you know you should be, or you got all these you know family members or this and that and this and that. Okay, you. That don't mean that's that's not something that's still hurting you deep, right? Whatever it is, you don't have to take my examples literal, right? However, it could be something small like. Maybe you're not feeling like you're performing up to, you know, where to the level you want to be on your job, right? Maybe you feel like your business ain't doing as well as you want it to, right? Maybe you feel like that the, the goal that you had set, maybe you haven't accomplished it yet. And it still could be a small cut to you. But if we don't stop, pause and acknowledge, wait a minute, something happened, I've been cut. See, because that was the first thing I had to do, like... I had to stop. Like, I was busy. I was doing a lot of stuff. And sometimes we busy. Sometimes we just doing all the things, right? We wear a lot of hats as women. We're mothers. We're daughters. We're, you know, wives. We're in relationships. You know, we're business women. We're employees. You know, we're all of these things, right? We got side hustles. You know, we doing it, right? We're doing all the things. We friends. We got our friendships. You know, we got our place before. So we can get so busy. So it's so easy to overlook the small cuts. It's so easy to just brush it off like it's nothing and to keep to keep moving because it's not a wound. It's not a gaping wound. It's not a gushing wound. It's not a wound that needs to take you to, you don't need emergency surgery or nothing like that. It's just something small. I can handle it. I'll deal with it later and all that, right? No, no, sis. No, 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 no. First, you need to stop and be like, wait, something happened. Something ha- happened. I've been cut. That hurt me. When you said that to me, that hurt me. When you told me you was going to do this and you didn't show up, that hurt me. When you was supposed to come support me and you didn't, that hurt me. We got to acknowledge that. We got to say, okay, wait, something happened. I've been cut. And even though it's something minute, it still is carrying a deep hurt, right? This is affecting me. Now I don't know how to deal with you. Now I don't really want to have you close to me. Now I don't trust you. Now I'm dealing with, you know, X, Y, and Z, right? And then you got to, now you, and then you got to identify. So what is going to be my uh, most suitable, most effective first aid? What do I need to do to help with this deep wound over here? Because if I don't deal with this wound, the fact that there's an opening in my soul, the fact that I have a hurt that I haven't dealt with, Other things are going to come in, bitterness, unforgiveness, envy, jealousy, resentment, anger, right? Wrath. All these things begin to come in because we haven't dealt with that small cut and it's given access to things we really don't want to have access to us. So I'm like, well, maybe I'm just getting on the podcast and we're going to talk about small wounds, deep hurt. I mean, small cuts, deep wounds. I'm sorry, y'all. Small cuts, deep wounds. Because those things are real. And sometimes those things affect us more than the big cuts. 
Sometimes it's the small cuts because sometimes the cuts, when you get a paper cut, that thing's so small, you can barely see it. Oh, but you can feel it. Cause that's what it be like. Sometimes we get cut life, you know, cut us, people cut us, circumstance cut us, you know, situations cut us. Right. And it may not be something you can really, you know, it's, it's so kind of like minor that you don't necessarily see it, but you feel it because we're humans and the way our anatomy and physiology is make up, you know, we feel right. It's all our feelings. It's our emotions. And so if we don't check things at the onset and acknowledge that something is has happened and then identify what is the proper first aid, how, what, what do I need to do to heal this? So now, so I can begin to make sure that there is no openings and then move in, move in, in, in action to do the thing that you you have identified was going to give you the best results, right? And so I just want to say that don't minimize whatever your whatever your cut is. If it's something that has affected or is affecting you, that it's true to you and it's okay, and you still need to, uh, and you still are able to have that that moment, right? You're able to have that moment. Like I have some cuts because I got in a situation financially where I had to spend a lot more money to do, to get out of something that I never should have been in, right? Like I never should have been in this situation. I went against my first mind again because I really hadn't really started defining my worth. And so I allow other people's advice, their wisdom, their opinion, even though I knew in my gut, in, my, in the pit of my stomach, that it was not the right thing to do. I went against my own feeling because I took and value their opinions and their expertise and, the, and you know their titles and all of those things more than what my own feeling about my own situation. Like it's not their situation. It's my situation. But I, I put my own feelings on the back burner and I went ahead and did the very thing I shouldn't have did. And months later, that thing started biting me in the, listen, I started regretting it. It started really like just complicating my life and just being just a total, like just chaos and all of this stuff. And, and it was just like, it was bad. And so I knew I needed to get out of it and see, I didn't ever have to get in that situation. I could have said no. They couldn't have forced me. I could have just said no and stood my ground. See, because that's the that's one of the benefits of redefining your worth. You can stand your ground, even if you're going against the grain, even if you're not following the norm, you know, even if you're not being in alignment with what everybody else is doing, you're able to stand on your own two feet and you're not moved because you're secure, right? I wasn't. So long story short, I got in a situation. Months later, I was like, oh no, I knew I shouldn't have did it. It was literally like just weighing me down it was causing me so much grief so much tears so much aggravation frustration so i started the process of getting out of it and boy was it a process it took months and months and it cost me a lot of money now mind you it didn't cost me that much money to get into it right to get in the situation but oh it cost a whole lot to get out and that thing cut me it cut me because i felt like why didn't I trust myself? Why didn't I go in my first mind? You know, all the woulda, shoulda, couldas. Re, you know, replaying the situation in my mind. And then it cost me, cut me because I'm trying to learn how to be financially um, responsible and to manage my resources and my finances as well. So now I got to pay to get out of something I should have never been in. And it cost me a lot. That cut me. And some people might be like, well, girl, well, well, girl you out. And girl, you, you cool. You still all right. You know, you still, you know, you still good. 
you should be cool. But they can't, you can't tell me that because you didn't experience it. You didn't go through it, right? It wasn't your, it, it wasn't your, your experience. So you can't tell me that that shouldn't be a cut to me. You can't tell me how that should affect me or that it shouldn't because it looks small to you. So don't let nobody else demean or minimize whatever thing that you feel has cut you. If that person said something and you felt like it was disrespectful, if you know, if somebody, you know, was whatever, it's okay for you to say, hey, that cut me. And for you to acknowledge it, whether they think it should have cut you or not, don't matter. If it cuts you, you are the one who have the responsibility of now of figuring out what to do with that. If anything, so I just want to leave y'all with that. Don't allow these small cuts that will equal deep wounds to, con to, to continue to contaminate your soul and to keep you from being able to heal, right? And become whole. Because sometimes we have a hard time with um, identifying what we need to do in our healing is because we so full of anger. We're so full of hatred. We're so full of bitterness because we've had all these small cuts along the way that we never I we never addressed and we never healed from them so now you get to a place where you're like okay something wrong I need to start figuring out what's going on with me I'm I'm you know evil I'm mean I'm angry you know this and that this and that and now it's such a big problem because all of those small problems begin to come to, uh, you know, a culmination and now you have a huge problem. So it's always easier to try to attack it at the root, identify it at the onset and move forward and get in a strategy on how to heal it. So you're not having to walk around five years, 10 years, 20 years later, and you're so full of all of this anger or all of this pain or all of this, you know, resentment and unforgiveness and bitterness and whatever it is because of something that happened 20 years ago that was a small cut and you never dealt with it so i hope it makes sense i know it's a lot i know i came out the gate and i was just like you know i was busting but this is what i felt um i believe the podcast um needed to be about this today because i believe that this is something that oftentimes is overlooked is sometimes the small things that create such deep wounds and it is the the way that we sometimes can just disregard it because it's small or we don't have the time or it's not that bad or it's not that deep but really it is and so I don't want us to continue to walk in our try to redefine our worth but not deal with the things that has happened or may happen along the way because just because you are re redefining your worth that doesn't mean life won't happen that doesn't mean that, you know, you won't get cut. That doesn't mean that somebody won't hurt you. What that mean is you're going to be able to respond out of a healthy place and it's not going to destroy you and it's not going to take away from your work. And that's the goal. So I thank you all for joining me on this week's episode of the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where I'm your host, Janelle Renee. And this episode is titled Small Cut Deep Wounds. Yeah, I know this episode was deep and I really didn't know. I didn't really have no um, expectation and I didn't know what I was going to really talk about um, in detail up front, but I pray that it blessed you. I pray that it makes sense. I pray that it um, 
was what you needed to hear, sis, whoever you are, um, because that is my goal every week I get on here is just to edify, encourage, and empower to help my sisters redefine their words because I, I know you guys are amazing. I know you're beautiful. I know you're talented. I know you're dope, right? And I just want you to know that. And so I just want to thank you for listening to this week's episode. I want to say hey to all my um, new listeners. Welcome, welcome, welcome. As we're here redefining our worth, that's our community. That's what we do. You guys can connect um, with our community on Facebook. There is a Redefining a Woman's Worth page where you can direct message me. Um, I put content on there. You can listen to the podcast. Um, I do lives, um, all kind of things on there, special events. I even offer my coaching services. Um, that's something that I have not really um, talked about much. But yes, I do do coaching for um, personal development and mindset coaching. And then I also do purpose, identity, and mindset coaching. So if you're interested in any of those services, you guys can look on the page and you can um, you can do a free consultation. I offer a free 30-minute consultation for every person just to kind of um, get a feel for that, the client, get it, them to get a feel for me to make sure it's a good fit, make sure, you know, um, clear what the goals are and that this um, the, the services that I offer are able to meet those goals and that um, it, it can be the most mutually beneficial um, partner because that's what it is. It's a partnership. I'm not here to tell anybody what to do. It's like I'm a midwife and I'm just helping you birth the best version of you. That's it. Like it's all on you, sis. You got this. Sometimes we just need assistance. And I'm just like, I'm your coach. Like you on the field, you running the plays, but I'm just telling you how to run the plays. I see, I see the blind spots. You know, I see, I see where you can get in real quick and you can make the shot. You know, I see, I see what the what the other team's offense and defense is, and I can, you know, help guide you along the way. So you you can you know so you can get the win right so that's what i do as a coach um i got some more things coming out soon i'm working on a lot of things um website all that'll be coming out but if you guys want to connect with me right now you can do so on the redefining a woman's work page on facebook or you can go to instagram at janelle renee underscore one or if you want to just um email me you can do so at purity after Oh, at gmail.com. I'm sorry. It's purity after promiscuity at gmail.com. Yes, but I just am so happy. Um, hey, girl, to all my little listeners. Thanks for rocking with me. I love you guys. I'm praying for y'all. I already know that y'all are just redefining y'all worth. You know, I just continue to lift y'all up and just be encouraged. I'm so proud of you, sis. I can't take you tell you enough, sis. Whoever you are, whatever phase of the journey you're on, I'm proud of you. And I just want you to know that and so yes i just want to leave you all with um our favorite quote and that is your past does not define you it develops you and you are worthy